and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, it's a Chicago Bulls thing. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil, or is it going to be Nigel tonight? We shall wait and see. Um, I think you've got a fair idea of what could happen this evening. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to play this episode, because Bulls Nation is in a state of depression. Um mm. And that's what we're going to get into. And I've titled this one, What Next? Because I think that's pretty much what Bulls fans are wondering, mm-hmm. is what next? And we'll roll it back a little bit. Uh, obviously, last episode, when we had Monty on, we did it just before the Nets game. Since then, we've had three games, including that next one and lost all three. Now, we don't want to depress ourselves or anybody else anymore, so we're not going to do our normal game reviews, but um, I just want to run it back to last, was it Tuesday when we lost to Grizzlies? Monday, Tuesday? I can't remember what day it was now. Um, Obviously, we lost that one, 89-104. We lost to Nets. Uh, 105 116. We lost to Cavs 89 97, and then we lost to Magic 191. That puts Bulls five below 500. Mm. And obviously, four game losing streak. But what I wanted to talk about from them is what everybody's talking about, I guess the three point shooting. Do we have to? <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, it's, it's, there's it's, not it's, a lot it, to talk about. That's the problem. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on whether you're talking about attempts and misses or attempts and makes. Because <laughs> if you're talking about the makes, it's pretty low. There's not much to say. But um, it's been abysmal. I mean, I mean, we're, you know, we're always at the bottom in attempts. Right. But there has been games where we've actually hit them. Uh-huh. You know, you had Zach going off for, what was it, 13 in that one game? Yeah. Um, obviously, P. Will was hitting them pretty constant. Vooch yeah. can put them up. Kobe can put them up. Yeah. We even had a bit of a spate Goran. of three-bow. Yeah, Goran can come off the bench and hit a couple. Um, Ayo, well, doesn't tend Ayo's to hit them. been bad from from distance this this season really yeah so go back to the Grizzlies game 7 of 35 we hit um, in that same game Grizzlies actually took 2 less and hit 11 mm-hmm. so there's a 12 point like differential in 3 points as it is um, you know even hitting 7 isn't fantastic is it no. Um, and then in the next game, we hit 5 of 26. <laughs> and they hit 17 of 44. Yeah. Cavs, we hit 5 of 21. And to be fair, they weren't much better. They hit 9 of 35. Right. But they still hit four more than us. Mm-hmm. And then Magic... This is where it just was shocking. Three of 21. Right. Which is 14.3%. And without getting getting too much into these games, that first three-pointer that was hit by Kobe was at the tail end of the third quarter. Wasn't it? There's something like the 17th that we took as well. Or the eighteenth. Yeah. yeah, I think it was I think it was the the seventeenth shot. They went um zero for sixteen before that. Yeah. Uh in that same game Magic hit eight of twenty seven. So again, they weren't fantastic. But still hit five more than us and mm-hmm. took six more than us. So it's obviously something that we've highlighted over and over and over. And even AK highlighted it as a need that this team needed. Mm-hmm. Well, a shooter. And 
well, AK's done fuck all about it. Um, yeah. And just the, the annoying thing is, take away the attempts, the, or the amount of attempts, we've got some good three-point shooters on this team. Zach, probably been the best or the most consistent. You know, Kobe's meant to be that guy coming off the bench to do it. Mm-hmm. He will was showing consistency. Like, you know, as we, as we got into before uh, earlier on with it all. So what's going on? I don't know, they're checked out. Yeah, because that, that was going to be something else I was going to mention about the Magic game. The, yeah. It was nothing. No energy, nope. no... Well, apart from the nine minutes we got from Dale and Terry, which is something yeah. else we'll talk about. But, um, you know, they're already in Cancun, aren't they, for the All-Star break? Mm-hmm. And we've actually got two games to go before the All-Star break as well. Right, so, but you know full well they're not going to show up mentally for those games. No, well, the majority of them aren't. I I'd imagine yeah. Dale and Terry will be running around like a lunatic in the chances he gets, but... You know, I guess he's um, he's going to be it any really for us in terms of energy and stuff like that. But yeah, unfortunately, looks that way. I mean, was it in the Magic game where you said you were bored? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I I was raging during the Cavs game, um, and that I was ready to, you know, cancel my league pass and all sorts during that game because. <laughs> It was just, I'm sick of watching this shit now. Yeah. Yeah. For some strange reason, I still do. Um, You know, so it is, like I say, the question is, what's next? We seem to be finding new ways to lose games. I did say exciting yesterday, but you told me off for saying it was exciting. Yeah, no. it's not exciting. <laughs> they're new, they're not exciting. You know, we've gone from lack of energy to throwing away double-digit leads to just not shooting threes. So what's next? you know what I mean? It, it, well, it seems to be for these next two games, it's going to be lack of players, which is something I want right. to get into as well. Injuries. Um, yeah. And, I mean, last week was a, a bad, bad week on it with, obviously, the to two losses to Grizzlies and Nets. Nothing happening at the trade deadline. Yeah. And then another two losses. I mean, you yeah. go back to that Cavs game. I know we're not going to talk about it in great detail, but 22 hours before that game tipped off, they tipped off in New Orleans against Pelicans. Yeah. I believe they won the game, finished the game, jumped on a plane and flew back to Cleveland. Had, what, I don't know. Minimal rest anyway. Yeah. And then tipped off against the Bulls. Yeah. Who apparently were already in Cleveland having a day of rest. Right. And and which team looked knackered? (laughs) Well, to be fair, Cavs did at the start. Because we did all right in the first half, didn't we? And then we but just gave we up. Fell off, we fell off the cliff and Cleve, Cleveland got a second wind. Yeah. You know, so that lack of effort, lack of energy, you know, it's... You can take a loss. As we've said before, you, you know, you can take losing a game. But what I personally can't take is lack of effort, lack of energy and just that lack of desire. It's yeah, just it's... unacceptable, is what it is. Do you know? Especially yeah. when it's happening consistently. You know, it's yeah. bad enough when we have to go through one game where there's a lack of that effort and that drive and that lack of passion and caring. But to go through what has been four in a row, particularly <laughs> against that Nets team, that Nets team yeah. were thrown together, you yeah. know, what, a few hours before the game. They didn't yeah. have two of their newer acquisitions playing. They were on the sideline. 
and they that team should have looked like they'd never played together. You know, they should look like just a, a random pickup team. But it was yeah. Chicago that looked like they'd never played together before, and the Nets looked like they had it together. <laughs> like, I mean, that's just that's just not acceptable. It's just, you know, we put our time, we put our you know our, our sleep on hold, um, and we put our love and passion into this team. And right now, we're getting sweet Fanny Adams back. Yeah. And it's so hard to keep believing. Do you know, it really, really is. Um, and, you know, like I, like you said the, the last time, I've been trying to keep you off that ledge. But to be honest with you, I, I think I've grabbed my parachute and jumped myself now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm well down. I'm in bull's hell at the minute. And I just can't see a way out of it. And it's even a win doesn't change my mood with this Bulls no. team at the minute because they're not convincing wins. No. The, the same problems that we see in losses are there in wins. Yeah, yeah. We're just getting that little bit of luck where the other team's even worse somehow. And that's what gets us well, the dub. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, even looking at the, the last two games, we were shit, but the other team wasn't much better each time. You know, neither <laughs> neither the Cavs or the Magic. Well, the Magic barely scraped a hundred points, but neither them neither of them scored particularly well against us when we were playing so badly either. I mean, you look at that last four games stretch: eighty nine, yeah. all right, one hundred and five against Nets, eighty nine and ninety one. Yeah, that's nineties basketball. Yeah, and that is that's a tanking team. Yeah, it is. But it's actually not a tanking team because teams like Rockets go out and constantly put up 130 points, but they just concede 100, uh, 130 points. They just concede 140. It, you know, it's just... Yeah, like I say, the, the big question is, what's next? And I've just got a few points that I've kind of picked up on and I want to get your opinion on. Go for it. Um, the first one is Zach. Yeah. Uh, obviously, the rumours come out that he was the one that was going to get traded right at the death on deadline day to Knicks. Obviously, nothing come of it. All seemed to be a little bit bullshit from the people that reported it in the first place. Um. You then get that report that him and Billy don't get on, but the rest of the team is taking Billy's side. Yeah. And then in the next game, was it? I think it was where we kind of noticed it, where they called a timeout. Billy's talking to Zach. Zach just completely blanked him, walked straight yeah. past him. And then it was Chris Fleming, the assistant, that was actually talking to Zach while Billy was talking to the rest of the team. But then they've come out and said there isn't an issue between them. Yeah, but they're Which, not going to come uh, out and say that there yeah, is, though, are they? So, the, the thing is, in the last few games, Zach's been the one that looks as if he's going to win it until his lack of IQ kicks in. Yep. You know, but he's the one that's putting up the points. He's putting a bit of effort in on his D. You know, he's just... So, so is Zach the problem or is it Billy and the rest of the team that's the problem? But does that actually make Zach the problem? Right. Okay. Um, my take on it is this. Right. Well, for, first and foremost, Damar has been out for the last few games. So Zach's had to step up and be the guy, right? Problem yeah. is, I don't think Zach is or ever will be the guy. He'll no. He'll always be the Robin to somebody else's Batman. Yeah. Um, the issue I have is this, right? Zach is a baller. He is a player. He is a highly skilled, highly talented basketball player. That is not up for debate, right? So he's going to go out and he's going to be the best version of himself that he can possibly be in each game. Whether he wants to stay in Chicago or whether he wants to showcase himself so he can get out of Chicago, either way, he's going to play his game. The yeah. problem is, 
is he playing his game at the detriment of the team? And I think he is. Yeah. If he's not running the plays that are being set by the coach, if he's doing his own thing because he thinks he knows better or he thinks, you know, well, no, that's not going to work. What I'm going to do is going to work. That's not team basketball. And once the coach has lost someone in the locker room, especially if it's your alpha or your beta star, then he's lost the, he's lost the whole locker room, really. Yeah. So the problem is, essentially, Zach. But that's where Billy needs to change tack. And he needs to be able to do whatever it takes to get Zach back on side so that they can work as a unit and not as a team plus one. Yeah. And that's my take. Yeah, I mean, it's when he goes hero ball, isn't it? That's when it just all goes to shit. Yeah. Because he takes them three pointers from wherever he is on the court Yeah, with 19 seconds left on the shot clock. Yeah. The rest of the team still recovering from the last defensive play. Right. And making their way up court. And as we've said before, nobody there to rebound it. The other team get the rebound. And before you know it, they're down the other end, probably hitting a three. Yeah. Yeah. Because other teams can hit threes. We can't. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can see why people are getting frustrated with Zach. And I've tried not to be this with it. But when he's your max guy, all right, it doesn't necessarily mean he's the best player on the team. No. But it's all about the attitude. And if his attitude's completely wrong, then he's just not going to fit in that locker room, is he? No, he's not. Because the other players are going to start getting frustrated with him for making poor decisions, which he does. Especially if they think that that's ultimately leading to the losses of the games. Yeah, exactly. The guy can shoot. The guy can dribble and drive and the guy can slam it down, right? He can even pass. But the one thing that he can't do is he can't read the game. Yeah. And it it kind of takes me into my next little thing that I wanted to talk about, which is the roster construction. And it's not... I mean, we obviously, we've highlighted it before, um, kind of blamed AK for it. With these injuries that we've just picked up, it's become more notable, I think, how bad the roster construction actually is. Yeah. I think we actually did an episode in pre-season, or in the off-season, should I say, where we spoke about the depth that this team hasn't got. And one thing that I don't think we've ever mentioned but is something that I've really been looking at lately is how many players are playing out of position with this roster? Well, I can think of two without messing around straight away. And, uh, and well, that's DJ, DJJ and Alex Caruso and DeMar. Actually, three <laughs> straight away. So, I mean, we'll go through the starters. To start, well, the main starters. Ayo, obviously playing at point. He's, got, yeah. he's had, what, 80-odd games now? playing yeah. there through injuries. He's not a point guard. No, he's a combo guard. He's a, yeah, which, all right, you kind of expect him to be able to play a little bit of point, which he can. Yeah. But he can't control the plays. He can't, I mean, all right, you got, I think, got eight assists against Magic, but it's not a big part of his game, especially, you know, because he's not a ball handler on no. this on this team whether it's because he's not trusted to be or it's just not part of his game or what, I don't know. So then you go to Zach, who plays, obviously, two guard. Yeah. Which is probably his position. Yeah, it is. However, his role within that position doesn't fit Zach because he's having to play as a point guard. Yeah, he's carrying the ball far too much. Yeah, and that's not his game. If you, I mean, I don't want to harp on about it, but if you put Lonzo Ball next to him, Zach can go and stand wherever oh, on yeah. the arc 
catch, catch and shoot, shoot Zach. Because yeah. that is what his game is. Whether yeah. he decides to catch and shoot it or he decides to drive it, that is Zach's game. Zach's okay. game is not bringing the ball up the court. Nope. But that's what he's having to do because he hasn't got a legit point guard next to him. Right. So then, on to the three. Demar. Out of position. Could possibly be his right position because that two and three are quite similar, aren't they? Obviously, you see Jimmy Butler do it all the time. Or he did it, didn't he? And... But when it comes to the All-Star... <laughs> Demar's listed as a two, right? So because that's that's his, that... always been his natural position before he came <laughs> to the Bulls. Yeah, um, and I don't think his game really suits the three because you kind of no. want your three out of the way, but he's yeah. kind of in the way, isn't he? Yeah, and you definitely don't want your three bringing the ball up the court and no. going ISO and stuff like that. So, as we've mentioned before, who backs up? Demar, and in this case where Demar's now out injured, we don't have anybody. No. And then you move on to P. Will, playing at the four. Now we went through, was it college, high school, whatever it was, as a point guard. He come into the NBA as a three. So we've moved him to the four. Yeah, which, I mean, technically he is a four though. Do you know, size-wise, he is a four. It's a difficult one, isn't it, with P. Will? Yeah, I suppose. I mean, he he could play the four or the three, but yeah. I think he's I think he's best suited to the four. He just needs to learn the position properly. So then, obviously, the last starter is Vooch, who is the one who probably plays in his proper position. Yeah, because there's nowhere else you can play him really. Um, however we choose not to play him properly. Or when we do, we go away from it. Right. So, out of that starting five, you can only say that Vooch is the only one who is legitimately in his right position. P. Will, either or, do you know what I mean? It's So then, if you go down to the bench players, obviously we're we're stacked with guards who... Are not point guards. Nope. Goran, possibly. Yeah, he's the closest to it. He wasn't signed to give us starters minutes. And I think we broke him, to be fair. Because (laughs) we we overused him at the start of the year. And he's he's catching up on it. I mean, he's listed as probable for tonight's game. He's not been fantastic in the last few games either. He's shown in a little moment... But that's what you expect from a 36-year-old veteran who's getting four or five minutes off the bench. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, I guess he's essentially playing his role, but the role isn't something that we particularly needed. Um, Kobe, I've said for a long time, he doesn't know what his role is on the team. And do, you know, I'd say, do you know the funny again, thing about Kobe? Sorry, cut across you there. But the funny thing about Kobe, last was it last season? He, no, it was the season before they they had the point guard experiment with Kobe, right? Yeah. It was the start of last season. I can't remember now. Oh no, should we had Lonzo at the start of last season? So it was the year before. So we had the we had the Kobe experiment as a point, and it didn't work because he wasn't a point guard. Yeah. But now he's actually worked on his handles so much now, and his his passing has improved as a result. He's actually more of a point guard now than he was when we were actually playing him as a point guard. <laughs> but then he comes off the bench and doesn't play point guard. No. <laughs> so again, I think Kobe just doesn't really know where he's meant to be, what he's meant to do. So, Which is what probably adds into his inconsistency. Right. Um, obviously Caruso. <laughs> You know, listed as a guard, does what he does. But it's when they try bringing him into the starting lineup, that's when it all goes to shit. Yeah. Because obviously the last time it was at the three in place of Demar. And I mean, he's listed as, is he questionable for tonight? Questionable tonight. Yeah. 
that I'd imagine to probably force him to play through an injury, a niggly little injury, because we're that desperate, and they'll start him <laughs> at the three, and we'll get a typical Caruso game where he starts, where no points, few yeah. rebounds, few assists, and that's it. Not what you want from a three. No. Um, I'm going to tie Javante and DJJ in because obviously they're the backup fours, both right. out injured at the minute, <laughs> and and they're both not fours. No, and DJJ doesn't play the four; he plays the backup five a lot of the time, which is yeah. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, you can put Javante in anywhere, and you'll get what you get out of him. So, but obviously, undersized in a lot of positions. Yeah. Um, and then obviously you got Drummond back up big. Yeah, probably plays his role. Goes a little bit chaotic. Yeah, but you know, you know he tries to play as him. point guard. <laughs> And that's if Billy actually decides to play him. Right. Um, and then obviously you've got your Tony Bradley, which, yeah, he might as well not be there. Hey, he'll get minutes obviously, tonight. Will he? Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> um, obviously you've got Marco that Billy doesn't even know he exists. And then Dylan Terry, who I've kind of said before, I think, his natural position is going to be a three, but obviously he's listed as a guard. Yeah. But again, it doesn't matter because Billy doesn't like playing him. So, um, when you look at the roster in that way, there's no wonder we're in this mess. Right. And there's something I quickly wanted to mention about, obviously, the injuries that we've now picked up. We're up shit, shit creek without a paddle. Tonight. Big time. And obviously it'll be tomorrow. You look at last night's results, Celtics played against Bucks. And did you see their starting five? No. Right, well, it went to overtime and Bucks ended up winning, I think it was 131-126, something like that. Yeah, I saw, I saw the scoreline. That was about it. Celtics starting five. Williams, Muscala, Griffin, Hauser, Derek White. The bench, more or less. Yeah, and I couldn't even tell you who was coming off the bench because I've not, apart from uh, Brogdon, I've never heard of most of them. Right. Okay. So they had no, um, no Robert Williams, who's obviously the starting centre. No Tatum. I believe he had some sort of a niggly injury. Brown's out until after the All Star game, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Um. Obviously, Horford was out. Um, I don't know who else is usually in the starting lineup, but probably Marcus Smart, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They went toe to toe with the Bucks and took them to overtime. Right. We've got the Bucks tomorrow. And yeah. we've got half of our roster missing. Right, so there's no way we're winning, we're winning that game tomorrow, so we'll probably win it. <laughs> we don't go to overtime, that's for sure. <laughs> no. Because we'll either be blown out after the first quarter because we've got no players, or we'll somehow stay in the game up until the fourth and then it'll be, uh, you know what, let's let them have it. Yeah, I know. Seems to be the way, doesn't it? Obviously, for Celtics to do that just goes to show. I mean, that's not a particularly deep roster either, is it? When you look at that starting lineup, no. But you flip that to ours and put an equivalent starting lineup like that out. Who are you going to put out there? It's scary. <laughs> so you take Ayo out because he's starting point right probably Goran coming in for a few minutes because he's the next legit starting point yeah um, at the two probably Kobe. go Kobe yeah three God knows because we don't have a backup three 
probably be um, DT. Yeah. <laughs> Four, if you take P Will out, well, we can't put Javante in. We can't put DJJ in. No. Tony Bradley. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And <coughs> then at the five, obviously, you're probably going to go Drummond. Yeah. But then who comes in to replace them when the rotations start taking place? You know what I mean? It's just. Well, just no have they called? Or anything. Have, they, no. have they made any announcement about calling players up from the Windy City Bulls for this? I've not seen any, but no, I don't know if they. I kind of think they'd have to. Yeah, I mean, I think Marco's the only one that they put out that they call up anyway, don't they? Because he's not actually a two-way player. He's our player, isn't he, as such? Yeah. So Carlick Jones Carlick is Jones, a two-way. Yeah, and Malcolm Hill. Yeah. And does that really change anything? Because guess what? Carlick Jones is a guard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, I mean, Malcolm Hill can probably push to the three, but I'm sure he's listed as a guard as well. Oh, it's just a mess. <laughs> and then you get Marco that he'll sit on the bench, but Billy doesn't know who he is, so he won't get in anyway. True. He probably thinks he's a mascot so, at this stage. <laughs> or a super fan. So, I mean... Like I say, you just you look at that and it's just like seriously, what do you do next? Because that problem's been there since the start of the year. Yeah. And then for AK to come out after the trade deadline and say there was no improvements that we could make, still believe we'll get to the playoffs. The moves we could have made were too expensive. What was he trying to do? I don't know. I don't know. Unfortunately, to make a move, you've got to move somebody. Yeah. And I think the way that he's constructed this roster in terms of salaries, contracts, all that sort of stuff, is pigeonholed us into a position where he doesn't want to go against a player like Damar because it that was one of his signings. So I don't want to move him because that proves that I was wrong to get Demar. Do you know what I mean? That's that's kind of how it feels with him. It's like he's made that move and he's sticking to it. Right. And and I totally get that and I, I agree with what you're saying as well. But he needs to change his mindset on that to instead of thinking, oh, well, I made that move so therefore I can't back down from it. He needs to be able to say, well, I made that move and now I'm going to have to move that player on because it was a stepping stone. In order to get to point C, I need to do yeah. something with point B. Instead of thinking, I've gone from A to B now, I have to stay where I am. Yeah. Do you know, he needs to realise that, okay, if he has to move on DeMar or whoever, even if it's someone he brought in and he's moving them on again, that doesn't mean it's a failure. It just means that it was the point you had to get to in order to get to the next step. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go too much into it, but obviously we're hitting the buyout market. And you kind of want to see what direction he's taking us because this team's not getting to the playoffs. No. There's only, what, 25 games left? Yeah, this season's done. And we'll be very lucky to even get in the play-in. And you know what? I, I don't want us to. I don't want to watch any more of this team than I really need to. Because even if we got to the play-in, we'll go in as maybe, what, the 10th seed? Yeah. And we'll play probably Knicks, maybe. We've not done well against Knicks this year. No. So even if we would win that and we end up getting into the playoffs, chances are we're going in as bottom seed to face the top seed, who is what Celtics at the minute or possibly Bucks by the time the season finishes yeah <laughs> now I know we've done well against Celtics this year and Bucks and Bucks yeah but not in the playoffs we won't not see you're taking it across seven games and yeah like we can't even string more than three games together 
Like, I mean, we seem to be well able to string four losses together. We've done that a few times. <laughs> so straight away, yeah. they're, you know, across seven games, four losses and three wins, it's not going to cut it. No. And I mean, we've been below 500 since November now. Yeah. That's not a playoff team. No, and, and the frustration the is that the chances to get back to 500 have been there for the taking and they just have yeah. squandered the chances every time. And I mean, the, thing, the frustrating thing is, like I say, I don't want to see us get to the, in the play-in and I don't want to see us get in the playoffs because I've had enough of watching it now. So, but then the frustrating thing is we can't even tank properly. Well, see, this is this is the this is the problem with being in mediocrity, which is where we have been. Yeah, for so long now. Where we're going to be is mediocrity yet again. Yeah. yeah, and it's a backward step from where we were last year. Oh, totally. <laughs> so that, you know, this is where you kind of want to see the direction what AK is doing. The big thing at the minute is Vooch's contract. Right. And you know the scary... I actually had a note here to talk about that, right? The scary thing for me is what we've been into the buyout market now for nearly a week, right? Other teams have made changes and have and made acquisitions. We still have done nothing. <laughs> and reading between the lines from what AK said in his almighty meeting and interview after um, the trade deadline, it seems to me... Like, his big focus is to re-sign Vooch. Yeah. So if he thinks that that's going to appease the fan base, oh, you know, our big signing now is going to be to re-sign Vooch. The same way as during the off-season, the big thing was to re-sign Zach. Yeah. It's not going to cut it. We need change. Yeah. I mean, it would show a sense of direction... Is it the direction that Bulls fans want to be going in? Well, I mean, pers- personally, I want to re-sign Vooch and drop yeah. either DeMar or Zach. Yeah, which obviously we've spoke about plenty of times yeah. already. And I'm sure we'll speak about plenty more before we actually get an answer. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, before we move on to the next bit, one thing I did want to talk about was Dale and Terry. Okay. Now, we've been saying play him for the last God knows how long. Yeah. He obviously <coughs> got his nine minutes or whatever it was against Magic. And, all right, he didn't fill the stats. I think it was at four points, one rebound, one assist, something like that. He was a pest on D. Yeah. He was yeah, yeah. energy. He was chaotic. He was he was chasing that ball around like a rabid lunatic dog. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He just wouldn't stop. Energy. And that's what we've said why he needs to play. He's not right. going to win us games. Because he's no, not no. At that level. But what he does is he lifts everybody else. I mean, he headbutted the stanchion. I know. Which is <laughs> brilliant. The first. <laughs> the first player to him laughing about it and getting hyped about it was Kobe White yeah he was Kobe ran over to him straight away you know and to be fair to Kobe in that magic game he was probably the next person who was bringing the energy and looking like he could have done something yeah Um. but obviously as we've said with these injuries for these next two games they're probably going to throw Dalen out there a little bit more. Now, Billy said he's not worried about that. Okay. But like we've said before, he's not ready. He hasn't played NBA basketball for the majority of this season. Yeah. And when he has, it's been two, three minutes or a minute of garbage time, whatever. So, yeah, he's going to bring the energy. He's going to run around like a lunatic. You could also be doing him more harm now by giving him the amount of minutes that he's likely to get when he's not ready for him. 
because he needed to be built up to it slowly. That's all on Billy. Yeah. And, you know, I know that there's people, you know, other creators, podcasters, whatever, that have got a bigger following than us and constantly say, no, you can't play Dale and Terry. If you if you go into your rookie because you need this and you need that, then that's a big problem. And, well, yeah, it is a big problem. But the only way that Dale and Terry gets better is by playing him from the start of the year. Right. All right, yeah, drop him down to Windy City every so often so he gets real game time. Do you know what I mean? But like you said before, obviously, half-jokingly, who starts at the three tonight? It could well be Taylor and Terry. You it just don't be. know. Do you know what I mean? Because we might be in that much of a shit state that he has to, and he's not ready for it. No way. But but he has to do it if he has to do it. If that's all we've yeah. got, <laughs> you know. So I'm sure Bulls Nation will be behind him regardless of how he plays in these extended minutes if he gets them. He seems to have won the heart of Bulls Nation, so do you know I mean, ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then the flex that went after it too. You know, and then the fact he's so calm in his interview after it and so yeah, I do stuff like that all the time. <laughs> I do crazier stuff than that. <laughs> you know, and that's what's gonna win the fans is because that's the attitude we want to see from everybody else on the team. Right. Because if they went out with half of the energy, half of the passion that he's putting out there, you could guarantee we we wouldn't be sitting below five hundred. Right. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I want to say about him. You know, he's fast becoming uh, one of my favourite players on this team, even though he's not actually playing. So. Well, see, that's that's the thing, right? If you think about it, two of you know probably the most famously loved Bulls over the years were Joakim and Dennis. Yeah. Because they did crazy shit and they played with pure heart and passion for the team. And Dalen has that in him. Okay, he's nowhere near the same skill set as either of those two players and whether he'll ever get anywhere near it is, is, you know, for time to tell. But he has that kind of edge to him. And, and yeah. do you know, Bulls fans love that. Yeah. Yeah, because it carries over into the play, doesn't it? It does. He'll it chase, does. chase every loose ball. He'll, you know, he impacted that game defensively, massively, I thought, in the minutes he was doing it, because it was frustrating <laughs> magic. Yeah. It just wouldn't move out of the way. And <laughs> then when they tried to move him out of the way, he drew a charge. He did. And that's all you want to see. You know, yeah, yeah, that doesn't show up on the the box score. But if you actually watch the game, it shows up in on the eye test. Yeah. Definitely. And that's that's enough to win fans. And yeah, you know hopefully we do see more of him, but I'm prepared to be sort of not disappointed in him, but disappointed with how how it goes. I think more than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, quickly send it to the advert, and then we'll come back with our Twitter polls. The call with Tim Sinclair is brought to you by Stump, the new app for iOS and Android that allows anyone to create an instant social podcast. Whether by yourself or with friends, Stump lets you connect, record, and instantly share your conversations with the world. Talk about anything with anyone and share it with everyone. It's the social network solely for audio. Download the free app from the App Store or Google Play. Or learn more at GetStump.com. Stump. Your voice has a place. Uh, Welcome back. Um, obviously we've tried to work out what's next with this team and two of the polls that we ran over the weekend kind of lead into that a little bit mm-hmm. um, I mean the first one that I put out was was it before the Cavs came I can't remember now 
I think it was yeah, definitely think it after was. the next game anyway. Um, basically, so after a trade deadline of nothing from Bulls, what do you want Bulls to do now? And it was get a shooter in the buyout, a legit PG in the buyout, nothing, and don't care, I'm done. Uh, 178 votes overall, and I'll go up from the bottom up. Nothing was 4%. A shooter was 19%. I imagine that's probably changed after the last two <laughs> yeah, games. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, don't care, I'm done was 30%, and legit PG won it with 47%. Right. Obviously, if you could get a legit PG who can shoot, then Bob's your uncle, you know, sort of thing. You've you won it, haven't you? Yeah. Well, obviously, the question is who's available, which obviously does kind of go into the next poll. So I won't name any names just yet. Um, but do you know what's funny about that? The highest vote by a landslide is a legit PG, like a point which guard, which is what we're stacked in. <laughs> Which I'm not disagreeing with that vote, not at all, but it's just ironic that the one area we have the most choice in is the one where we're lacking the most. <laughs> Which just, that brings it straight back to the roster construction. The roster construction yep. is, is just diabolical. Exactly. Now, I know a lot of that comes from Lonzo getting injured and staying injured. Yeah. But Which still. that's not on AK, but no. kind of a backup plan was on AK. Right. So, uh, I mean, a few comments on it. Um, Bloody Horns podcast. Sign Westbrook. Will it make the team better? F no. Will it be absolute comedy to see the look on Zach and Demar's face when Russ drives into three defenders and rockets a layup off the backboard? Hell yes. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah well um, it's hard to disagree with that yeah Seb it's hard to say but you have to be honest this season I don't expect anything anymore it's sad but the reality right yeah, yeah. which is like how a lot of us are feeling from. yeah, yeah. Um, honest Bulls fan uh, let's see how honest he is I gave up on this season I won't expect anything I have felt terrible after some losses this season but these past 24 hours were harsh. I feel really frustrated with the organisation right now. I hope things will somehow turn around. And I guess, well, he was honest. And yeah. I guess he basically put how the whole of Bulls Nation feels in that tweet. Yeah, pretty much. Because you can't disagree with anything what he said. So, yeah. um, Wayne Fegan, I know he's a UK-based fan. Uh, DeMar has been one of the best in the NBA since he arrived and throw in at Levine and Vooch that's a trio that should be feared to be 26-29 obviously which we were at the time is unforgivable it's just incompetence from the coach he's not up to it to give him a new contract is disgusting Um, not really sure where he was at with this ball light but I guess well, again it's highlighted a lot of what Bulls Nation is feeling yeah, and it's the frustration. I know a lot of people are frustrated that the the four year contract extension was given to Billy, and it was kind of done, kind of under the table almost. And yeah. you know, I, I get it; they wanted to lock Billy in, but they seem to rush into it, and it seems to have been a little bit too extensive. Yeah. Um. I mean, they should have maybe put a clause in that contract that. You know, if you finish above 500, you get four years or you get a certain amount included in the deal. Or they could have put in a buyout clause in it that if you're not getting us above 500, we can buy you out for X amount of money. Yeah. Um, I've, well, I have to read some of these out because they're in our chat. Um, Gary, what we want Bulls to do they have known all season, just have not addressed issues. Uh, we could be great when cohesive, but shooting has been a problem. Too much ISO, not enough team. I feel they have also been let down by management, never prepared to buy into the team. Hashtag, hashtag um, F.U. Acme. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> We're not where you're at, Gary. So <laughs> yeah, all right, Gary. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Sam, I agree with what's been said so far. Season is genuinely lost. So if we get the chance, go get Russ. Purely because I'd love to watch a player who genuinely cares, screams when he dunks, etc. I'd love to see some passion from someone. Right. Yeah. And, and I think we'll address that more in the next poll. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Jim Jim Gottberg. I'll care when ownership starts caring. AK can only do so much, but he doesn't sign the checks. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah. <laughs> kind of agree with that. I think we mentioned yeah. it in the last one, didn't we, that it starts from the top and rolls down. Yep. And then last one, Wayne. What do I want? Question mark. Buy out either shooter or legit PG. Most likely to happen is a shooter, I think. But AK will probably do nothing. Hashtag continuity. Yeah. Well, that seems to be the case so far anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think people's opinion is generally the same, is that it kind of seems that it doesn't matter what they do, they don't really care. Yeah, the season's kind of done. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like, obviously I said in this, that's where I'm at with it. To me, season's done don't really care what they do now to be fair because I'm sick of watching them um, and but the, the only thing is I'd rather them do something because we're going to get up and watch the games anyway so I'd rather yeah. at least have something different to look at or you know some sort of change <laughs> something I know we're going to have something I mean, different to look at tonight because they're all injured but that's not what I yeah. mean <laughs> um, obviously two names that have very heavily come up. One we haven't done a poll for and one we have. So one we haven't is Pat Bev. Yeah. And I've been saying for a long time I'd love to see him in Chicago. Not because I think he wins your game, just because if anyone's going to hold anybody accountable, it's going to be him. Yeah. You know, if he throws the ball out to P. Will and he doesn't shoot a three, you know he's actually going to get in P. Will's face and ask him why in a not so polite way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all right, Damar shouting at him or Zach shouting, but get at him. Tell him that's what he needs to be doing. And I think that's the sort of player that Pat Bev is. Yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> Pat, Patrick yeah. Williams as well. He knows that full well when... Um, Zach or Damara shouting at him that they'll get over it. Whereas if Pat Beverly starts shouting at him, he's not going to he's not going to quit. He's actually going to yeah. come over to him. And I think Patrick Williams will actually ex- like believe that Pat Beverly would actually nut him. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it this year when he was at Lakers. He pushed DeAndre Ayton, didn't he? Which obviously mm-hmm. yeah, he got ejected for. But you kind of. <sighs> don't mind a player like Pat Bev getting ejected because it's kind of like what he's there to do. <laughs> a you goon. Know, he's, yeah. And he's a goon who can kind of play as well. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And well, it's all those players who'll just grab a camera and tell the refs that they shit at the job and it was a foul. So, yeah. I, I'm not a big Pat out, Beverly fan. I don't particularly like him. Um, but I do think that he is potentially what this team could do with right now, something along those lines. And, and and as much as I don't really like him, I think he could be good for us. And excuse me, the other thing that I think with Pat Bev is, I think he's one of those players who you hate him when he plays for another team. I've talked yeah. about players like this before, but when he's on your team, you love him. Yeah. And, and I mean, there are a few players like that around the league. He's definitely one of them, if not the top of them. I think, you know, like most of us just said, we're done with this season. At least yeah. he'll make it entertaining. Well, he might bring something in, do you know, and, and, and that's where I'm at. I just want to see something. Now, yeah. I don't want to make a move for the sake of making a move either, but you can see the benefit to Pat Beverly coming in. Yeah. Do you know, now... It, it could end up being a train wreck, but at least try. <laughs> yeah, it can't be any worse than Tristan Thompson. Well, exactly. Yeah. Swing yeah, for the fences uh, and see what happens. 
I mean, at least if we did make the play-in, he'd end up throwing his jersey into the crowd and crying about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that, there's a bit of passion there, whether yeah. he means it or not. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, next player, obviously, Russell Westbrook. Just doesn't right. seem to be going away. No. Um, I have seen something from Shams today on the podcast or whatever it was. Yeah. Where he's basically saying that there's no fit for him at the minute. Uh, Clippers don't particularly want him because they don't particularly need him. You know, obviously he's back end of his career now, but it just doesn't offer what a lot of teams are needing. Um, mm. Yet he's constantly linked to Bulls. And obviously put a poll out about it. So would you be happy with this as a move or not? And... Again, I'll work up from the bottom. Better options, 6%. Uh, not for me, 9%. Why even bother, 18%. And like it, 67%. And I think, to be fair, a lot of Bulls Nation want it to happen so something does happen, like you've just been saying. Yeah. And that's where um, I met it. I was totally against... Russell Westbrook coming to the Bulls. Totally against Yeah. But now I'm at the stage of, like, it can't be any worse. Let's try something. Yeah, I mean, it does bring certain things, I guess. Um, But not a lot of what we do need. And without him being a three-point shooter, he could actually improve the three-point shooting because he will drive to the rim and then he will kick it out. And then you've just got to hope that whoever he kicks it out to can hit the three. Or at least take the three instead of passing it up like we tend to do. Uh, so a few of the comments on it. Uh, again, Bloody Horns podcast. It's like in Superbad when Jonah Hill says, fuck it, two weeks left. The season is over, so might as well give us some comedy and Russ's pure comedy on the court these days. <laughs> I don't think he's particularly keen on the move, but Again, just kind of wants something. Yeah. Um, once again, Wayne Fegan, things are really bad, aren't they? <laughs> that, that was it. <laughs> um, I think that kind of says it was really bad if you're getting excited about signing Westbrook. Well, yeah, uh, that's where it's at, though, isn't it? Our boy Troy. Uh, hey, Troy. Prefer Derek back, but hey, let's get crazy. Certainly take Russ over John Wall and Pat Bev. Well, that puts an end to my argument. Well, there you go. Well, um, I mean, John Wall didn't even come into our conversation yet, but yeah. No. Um, but then I, Troy's been wanting Carmelo Anthony all year, so... He has, but I think he's finally resigned himself to the fact it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, once again, Gary. Um, I haven't actually read this, so I'll read it for the first time. Uh, I don't love it, Capitals, but something needs to change. If this is for the best, dot, 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 uh, we will have high-energy guy to pair with DT, not to mention he was an MVP. He's been around the block. It's just a full stop on a failed season. Let's enjoy the ride into mediocrity. Hashtag F-U Acme. <laughs> quite, quite tame for Gary, to be fair. It was, actually, yeah. No. <laughs> I was expecting a bit more than that. Um Samadhi, I'm hoping that's how you say your name, especially as you're meant to be on next week. Um, (laughs) I get the idea of Westbrook for playmaking and intensity, but basketball fit is tough. I prefer Pat Bev, but I'm not sure how much influence he would have on the team. Yeah, obviously, I think he's pretty much where I'm at with it. Is Yeah, you'll take Westbrook, but you're not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Bradley 178. Now, I know he's a massive Drummond fan, um, and it wasn't actually about Drummond, this comment. I'd love it. Bulls are so bad, fun-wise. Why not add him and see how it goes? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brett Walker. Even if it's a short-term deal until Lonzo gets healthy, Westbrook would improve us at PG, giving us added scoring and an extra facilitator and boosting our pace of play when needed. I love the idea of him setting up Levine on the fast break. 
Well, I mean, yeah. he definitely increases energy and, and pace. Yeah. Do you know, that's that's two things you definitely have to credit him with. Yeah. Um, suffix, I think that's how you say the name. Please know, three ball dominant players won't work. I guess, obviously, he's adding Westbrook into Zach and Damar, which... Yeah. Yeah, I see what he's saying. Um, Aussie Stewart, you need to add a fuck it, why not option. At least it'd be something different, possibly worse, maybe better, but at least different. <laughs> yeah, which, so, which is kind of where I'm at. Just let's do something. Yeah. So, I mean, my opinion is, I did say I don't kind of, I don't want to see Westbrook anywhere near the team, but at the end of the day, what else have we got to do? Um, it might work, it might not, but at the end of the day, what we're doing right now isn't working, so why not? Exactly. Yeah. And then just quickly before we go, obviously we'll touch on the two games we've got coming up before the All-Star break. Uh, obviously, Pacers tonight in Indiana. We currently sit 26-31. They sit 25-34. As we've mentioned before, no DD, uh, no DDJ, no DJ Demar. Jay. Yeah, him as well. Possibly no Caruso, as he's questionable, and Dragic listed as probable. So, obviously, he's not fully fit either. No. Uh, I think I've seen Pacers have got Turner and Tice as questionable. But we lost to these last time when we were nearing up at full strength. Um, and we gave up 20-odd point lead, whatever it was. I'm going loss. Yeah, and me too. Drastic loss as well. Yeah. That's that's what uh, I voted as well. Um, big loss. Uh, I'm not getting any expectations up anymore. Um, I'm just going to expect the worst, and then anything else other than that is a bonus. Expect the worst, hope for the best. <laughs> I don't even hope for the best anymore. I just expect the worst. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, obviously, tomorrow, on the second of the back-to-back, we are back in the United Centre to face Milwaukee Bucks who right. obviously don't know what our record's going to be, whether it's 27 or 32. Bucks coming in 40 and 17. Obviously, we've had the better of the Bucks so far this year, which has been a delight. And they're coming in on the back of that win over Celtics, which I mentioned before in overtime. Mm-hmm. Do you know does it, does it really matter whether it's a win or a loss? Not at this stage. Because if we win, we've probably lost against Pacers. And if we lose, then we're kind of expected to lose. But, do you know, just... if, excuse me. If, if we had more players fit and healthy, I think I'd let Bulls Logic kick in and say we'd actually beat them. But the yeah. fact that too many players are out we're in too much disarray. And unless some change has been made between now and when is it Thursday? Yeah. Which I don't which I don't expect. Um at this stage, I think we just get absolutely blown out by the Bucks as well. Yeah. And I mean just quickly on Demar, he's mentioned that he's been playing with his hip injury for a month and a half now. Right. And that's why he's had that lack of form. Now, I did hear that, obviously, he was definitely out for tonight in the hope that he can play tomorrow against Bucks before going off to the All-Star break. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. That's Demar's mentality. You know what? Take a break. Yeah. Sit the game, miss the All-Star game. You know, you've been nominated. Fair enough. Do you really need to go play in it? Because yeah, that's what we saw. I think he does in his own head. 
That's what we saw Zach do, wasn't it, last year, where he wasn't fit before it, after mm-hmm. his knee injury, went and half-heartedly played in it. I mean, it's a nothing game anyway. And then he comes back and he looks even worse. And, you know, I heard somewhere today that somebody said that this injury that Demar's got for a normal person requires three weeks of rest to right. try and obviously stabilise it. He's not getting three weeks of rest, is he? And Far from he it. has a chance of he's got a chance of a, over a week's rest here, which would help massively. But you know, like I say, does it matter if we lose to Bucks? And does it really make a difference whether he plays in the All Star game? I mean, how many other players have pulled out of the All Star game now? Because uh, three, really, and yeah. So fuck the All Star game. Go off. Sit in Cancun for a week or whatever, you know what I mean? Just yeah, that's just my bull's head kicking in. But yeah. Anyway, I've got nothing else. I don't know if you. Have. Uh, no, the only other thing is completely unrelated to everything else we've talked about. Um, I just wanted to give a little shout out to uh, the majority of Bulls fans' hero, Michael Jordan, turns sixty at the end of the week. And um, it came out today that he made a birthday donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation of $10 million, which is the most um, lump sum that's ever been donated in its 43 years in existence. So yeah. big shout out to MJ, a uh, living legend, and still still giving back to the community, which is great to see. Yeah, I mean, it is great to see, but I mean, $10 million to MJ is... Like a tennis was in it, <laughs> pocket change. <laughs> but you know, fair play to him, and yeah, it's great to see that he's doing something like that because I get, I think he gets a lot of bad, bad press at times as well, doesn't he? So he does. So that's why it's great to see. I mean, it's better than putting ten million down on red or black, isn't it? You know, <laughs> which I'm sure he's done many a time. I'm but sure he is. <laughs> but yeah. Um... I think we've probably gone on a little bit longer than we thought, but this is our only episode this week. Yeah. Um, we will be back next week, even though it's the All-Star break. We're looking forward to not having to watch Bulls more than anything. Um, we have got a guest planned for next week and yep. I think just some general chat as well. So, uh, as usual, thanks for listening. Um, thanks for taking part in the Twitter polls, which I'm sure there'll be more to come probably over the weekend. Um, so, you know, get involved and we'll shout you out. And as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at Matt C Red UK, and you can find us on all the socials at C Red UK. And I've been a very horse Neil, and you can find me on <laughs> at Neil C Red UK. Uh, as always, we appreciate you choosing to hang out with us here at the C-Reg UK podcast, where it's always a Chicago Bulls thing. If you wish, please do subscribe, rate and review us. And until next time, wherever you are in the world, C-Reg, go Bulls. Ah!